Kirk Cameron is here with us today, and we are going to talk about all kinds of things. Yes, the darkness and the craziness that's going on in the world, specifically in our schools, and also, very disturbingly, at Scholastic Books. They are promoting books that encourage gender transition and show pornography to kids in schools. He's going to talk about the alternative that he is building and has built to that. But really, more than anything, Kirk Cameron is here to encourage us today, encourage us as parents, encourage us as Christians. I mean, it's a whole sermon, everything that he says. You are going to leave this episode, and rather than feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm just down about the state of the world, you are going to feel completely on fire. The hope and the optimism that he gives through the power of the gospel and just biblical truths is going to be such a comfort to you. It certainly was for me. You're going to love this conversation so much with Kirk Cameron. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout. That's GoodRanchers.com. Code Allie. Kirk, thanks so much for joining us in person. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here. Last time you were here, we were just talking about this. Uh, you kind of made headlines for saying something about public school. Do you remember? Yeah, it was? it was. It was something along the lines of public education is public enemy number one. Oh, uh, when so, it comes to parents and 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 what their kids are being taught. Do you still think that? So, you stand by it. Unfortunately. I do, and I say that as uh, somebody who is so grateful for public school teachers. My dad's a public yeah. school teacher. My grandmother and my grandpa are public school teachers. And I know so many good ones who are trying to reach these kids, but they're working within the context of a system that is so stacked against them. And, and the good public schools that remain out there in the little towns out there in the sticks somewhere that haven't been totally hijacked and infiltrated by uh, Marxism, socialism, all of that, um, I, I'm afraid it won't last that long because of the funding, because of the source of the materials, the curriculums yeah. that come in there. And, and, and eventually, um, you know, it's, 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 I think it's going to come down to parents have to take back that sacred duty of educating their children in and, and not just farming them out for seven hours a day Yeah, to a place where they don't know what's being taught to their kids. Right. My mom, also public school teacher, and my grandmother, public school teacher, I have a lot of respect for them too. And I get a lot of messages from Christian public school teachers asking me, what should I do? You know, part of me wants to stay here mm. because I love these kids and yeah, I want to be right. light in the darkness. Right. And they're thinking, I might be the only Christian that these that kids they know. know. Or they're also thinking, I don't want to be a part of this because I'm in a system, like you were saying, where I really can't not go along with some of this curriculum and things like that. So in your personal opinion, what should these Christians teachers do? I know it's individual, maybe case by case, but like, what's your encouragement and advice for them? Yeah. Um, well, Sometimes, uh, here's what, I, I want to help uh, people, individuals, and institutions as much as I can help them. However, if, if, a, if a certain way of doing things is fundamentally flawed, I think we're, we're going to be sort of hobbling around trying to fix something when we would be much better off like, like taking it on the chin right now and getting back to the way things are supposed to be. Mm. So uh, when I... I say that thinking about those public school teachers who are saying, look, I'm not going to do some of the things that they tell me to do. I'm not going to teach this stuff, but then I'm going to get fired. So I got to go along with it. And then, you know, but I'm, at least I'm, I'm a little light in, in this giant darkness. But you know what I found is that when parents have pulled their children out of school and said, we want something better, the home education market is now looking for great, teachers mm -hmm. to come out of the public school system and join them and start new schools at churches or community co-ops and other things. And what I'm finding is that um, those teachers are now finding very fertile ground to teach all the stuff that they want to teach within these networks and home co-ops because the parents and the kids are on board with the same ideas. Mm -hmm. So it's scary to yeah. leave things you know and you're familiar with and maybe there's the sure paycheck, but I think at the end of the day, like if we keep going down that road, where will it lead our children? Um, I, I think we know where it ends. Um, 
public education Horace Mann style from the very beginning is uh, all fueled by the humanist manifesto and a design of removing biblical Christianity from the hearts and minds of children. That is the goal. And uh, you begin to sexualize children in schools with materials like I've been talking about here coming from Scholastic that further separates children from their parents yeah. and gets them going down roads that are um, not just about liberty to choose what gender I am, but it's actually leading to the destruction of these children in yeah. body, mind, and spirit and and the institution of the family, I believe. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about that a little bit because obviously I've talked quite a bit on this show about the importance of Christian education, whether it's a Christian school, traditional Christian school, or it's home education and the importance of discipling our kids in that way. Yeah. It's really a choice of whether you want your kids to get 40 plus hours a week of anti-biblical education or 40 plus hours a week of biblical education. Right. I mean, that's the choice really that we have. There's not really a middle ground, especially today. But some people say, it's not that bad. Or my district isn't doing that. My district, I know all the teachers and all the administrators in my district, and they're all on the same page, and they would never introduce some of this, you know, gender stuff or anti-biblical ideas. I know what I would say to those parents, but what mm. would you say to that? <laughs> so I, I don't want to tell anybody what you should do with your children. Just I wouldn't want anyone telling me what to do with my kids. Um, but the government will tell you what to do with your children. That, that's the inevitable, inescapable reality if your kids are going to a school that's being funded by the government. And the, what's, what I, what, if you've got a great district and, a great, and you know your administrators, that, that's good. But here's what I've found. I'm looking at all the videos of the moms and the dads at the school board meetings yelling at the leadership on the board of education there at their school going, this material and they got the big, you know, the big cardboard cutout of the pages that are obscene and sexual in nature. And the cop comes over, shuts them down and says, you can't show this stuff. Right. Right. Or you're a domestic terrorist for even, even saying these things. I'm thinking to myself, well, where's this material coming from? I mean, who's publishing this stuff? Is, is, are these just bad district, you know, superintendents? Are these just bad librarians who are slip, sneaking this stuff in? It turns out many of them don't even know that it's in their own libraries and schools yeah. because there's a wolf in sheep's clothing that is the world's largest publisher and distributor of children's books and curriculum, and it's called Scholastic. That's that company we've all grown up with and loved. They're book fairs. You buy your favorite books for summer yeah. reading. Um, schools love them because they're easy, they're inexpensive, and they get a kickback from the sales of the books to help with their school budgets. Mm -hmm. So this is all a win-win for Scholastic and the school and the library, except these benign looking book covers right. are, are actually laced with obscene, sexually explicit, pornographic material. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. That's why I bought the books. I've read them. I saw it with my own eyes. We're talking about nudity, sex acts, um, young minors showing off, you know, uh, top surgery scars. And in the middle of the act, uh, asking to please treat me like a boy, not like a girl this in time. In these books that are, that are in libraries, in libraries and schools, to accessible children. to children. They're marketed to children, eight to 12 years old. That's second eight to sixth to grade. Eight to 12 years old. And younger, wow. they're, they're encouraging littles to explore the world of drag in movies like Julian is a Mermaid. Um, this one is called Welcome to St. Hell, My Trans Teen Misadventure, uh, written by a, a girl named Lois, who now goes as Lewis. Uh, Alex Gino, this is Rick. He wrote another one, Melissa, Stars in Their Eyes. These are all books that are morally dangerous. They're gender confusing. And um, some of them are sexually explicit to the point where when we put an, uh, an ad for the alternative we're offering to these types of books that contain these pictures, Meta shut down the post because it violated their obscenity guidelines. Wow. Now, the conservative Christian company Meta, 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they're not. And they yeah. shut it down because it violated their adult standards of yeah. in, inappropriate obscenities. And this stuff is being marketed to children. Yes. And just for people who are only listening, you can't see the covers. It's very obvious that this is trying to target children because they're cartoons. They've got the bright colors. I guess they're supposed to look innocent. And if you're a kid who doesn't know what the rainbow stands for or what these things are, yeah. maybe you would grab it or maybe you know it's a little bit different than what your parents would allow you to read. And so you'll grab it and read it. And then those images, those words are stuck in your mind. That's what porn does. That's right. And and if there's any question, uh, you can read the reviews of these books and you'll find that children say, I didn't even know what trans was. Now I am trans because right. of this book. It's grooming. I mean, it's, what else it's is 100% that? grooming. Okay, quick break from that conversation to tell you guys about one of my favorite sponsors, and that is Range Leather. Range Leather, Kyle and Bailey, they've been relatable fans for a long time. They started their leather company on their kitchen table with the goal of handcrafting leather goods that last. All of their products are handmade in Laramie, Wyoming. They've got the highest quality leather age-old techniques and are all backed up with their forever guarantee. I can attest as someone who has used their products that they really are high quality. They're beautiful. I wear their earrings. They've got belts, all kinds of jewelry and accessories, purses. I got my husband one of their wallets for Christmas. Uh, they've got custom hats too. Uh, if you want like custom hats, they've got like uh, those kind of like trucker hats and they've got a leather emblem on the front that you can put whatever you want on there, especially for like your company or your church or your organization or a large group or something like that. You should go through Range Leather to do that. Really high quality and stylish stuff. Plus you're supporting a family owned company company owned by Christians who have the same values that you and I do. So go to rangeleather.com. Use code Allie for 15% off. Great for Christmas presents too. Uh, rangeleather.com slash Allie, rangeleather.com slash Allie. What we've done is we've created a PDF that you can go to on the website, download it for free, and it documents all of the book covers, the pages, and the images and descriptions of, uh, you know, how to use hormones as your own personal manual to grow your own male sex organs if you're a girl. Mm -hmm. uh, all of this stuff is in the PDF so that you can see it with your own eyes. Then show your, 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 your mom friends, your dad friends, what's going on inside of your school. And I guarantee you that it's there. Why? Because Scholastic is not just the thousand pound gorilla in the book space for kids, they are the space. Yeah. They've monopolized it. Hardly yeah. anyone can compete uh, until now. Yeah. We, we've, we've got an alternative that uh, over 700 schools are already participating in. Yeah. Tell me about that. So what's the website and um, how can they access the PDF? The website is skytreebookfairs.org. So Skytree is a brand new nonprofit that was really uh, inspired out of this uh, library reading tour that I did this last year where I was reading books in public schools, uh, Contra the Drag Queen Story Hours. And, and one concerned mom said, hey, let's create an alternative to this these harmful scholastic book fairs. And it's called Skytree Book Fairs. So if you go there, there's the PDF that you can download and instructions on how to replace harmful scholastic book fairs in your library or school with wholesome sky tree book fairs. Hmm. And uh, our first one is next month. It's in Spotsylvania, Virginia. The superintendent of the district is thrilled out of his mind that we're finally able to do this. And this is a public school. Wow. We have 700 of them already in the process, filled out the application, and they are going to be turning things around in their district, in their school, and you can too. Wow. Okay. So this is the competitor to Scholastic, who has never really had a competitor, right? Not really. There's a few here and there, but the books are expensive. Scholastic is cheap, right? Everything's printed in China for pennies. And then the schools get kickbacks from them when they sell them. So it's a no-brainer to go with Scholastic. Right. So Scholastic, just so I understand, is publishing the books? They're publishing the books and distributing the books. Right. And do we know how Scholastic, maybe this is something that someone can investigate, how Scholastic got to this 
point. I mean, I'm sure just like everything else in the past 20 years, it's changed a lot. Yes. I mean, to go from, you know, just something that I guess was innocuous. James and the and Giant maybe, Peach, right. Stuart Little, all the, all these great books. Yeah, to this, to pornography for kids, to encouraging girls to chop off their healthy breasts when they're between 8 to 12 years old. I mean, yeah. that's evil. It really, it, it really truly is. And um, they've been around for over 100 years. They're a billion-dollar company. They're publicly traded. And guess who their two biggest stakeholders are hmm. for Scholastic? I can guess, but why don't you They're tell really, me? Vanguard and BlackRock. Oh, wow. Really? Those little guys? Shocking. So, <laughs> so for those who aren't familiar with them, th th these are massive uh you know, they, they have massive amounts of money and can put massive amounts of pressure on companies like Target, like Bud Light, like yep. whoever, including Scholastic, to go down this road of wokeness that includes SEG, DEI, all this stuff. And ultimately, what does this end up doing? It's billions of dollars behind separating children from their parents by sexualizing them when they're young. We have federal laws against the distribution of pornographic and obscene material to minors that's punishable by fines and imprisonment. And just because you put that material and label it educational with, with colors and rainbows and cartoons doesn't make it any less obscene or any less harmful. Right. I'm very concerned about child trafficking. I'm very concerned totally. about uh, males in, in, in girls' bathrooms, showers, and locker rooms. All of that is being normalized by books like this. Yeah. You know, something that really just disappoints me and discourages me, while there are so many parents and so many Christians that are speaking up about this stuff, and I'm very thankful for it, it's very often the Christians that I get pushback from saying, it's not that big of a deal. We don't need to you know, we don't need to raise a ruckus about this. We just need to be a kind of quiet presence in the public school system. Or they just deny that it's happening and they're afraid that it's unloving to talk about these issues. I mean, that makes me really sad. Yeah, that that gets that, that lights my fire when I hear things like that. And when you say that, because I know the hard work that you're doing. I mean, I mean, here, here you are, Allie Beth Stuckey. You're, you're a mom. You have your priorities straight and you're taking your time to have these kind of conversations about things that you'd rather not even be talking about. <laughs> and why? It's because all that it takes for evil to advance is for good people to do nothing. And I think that, I know that eventually people wake up from their fogginess, their stupor, that's often driven by apathy or complacency, or they don't want to ruffle any feathers with their family members or their peers. They don't want to lose their job. And I get it. I don't want to, I don't like any of that stuff either. But you know what I'm more afraid of than losing my job or a friendship? Uh, I'm more concerned about my children being and grandchildren being taken away from their parents by the government and injected with things that they say they need to have and educated mm -hmm. in worldviews that make them hate God, hate the family, and hate this country. That's a reality. Just look at China. Just look at North Korea. Just look at countries that are getting away from a biblical worldview and moving toward um, is honestly what, what Scholastic is leading us toward. And, and that's nothing more than following the public school trail as it started from the beginning with Horace Mann yeah. and the Humanist Manifesto and John Dewey and all of these, um, the whole plan was to get, get your kids for seven hours a day under the discipleship of trained professional teachers because you, mom and dad, uh, are not equipped to educate your children. And that's just not only wrong and, and, and it's, it's evil. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it is. It's discipleship. I think sometimes we forget that, that all education is discipleship. Yes. So it just comes down to who do you want discipling your kids yeah. and what do you want them discipling them toward um, or, or with? And all education is also indoctrination. You are putting yes. doctrines in someone's mind when you are teaching them. So good. And so, so true. And so it just, it, it depends. What do, what doctrines do you want placed inside your child's mind? That will yeah. lead you to the right choice about what education they should have. Yeah, Ali, I'm so, I'm so glad you're, you're, you're helping us to, to see that because 
we've been duped by letting people um, have control over words. So you're right. Every all education is is putting doctrines inside of somebody's mind, and that sacred task of nourishing and protecting our children's hearts and minds was given to parents. Parents. So why are we outsourcing the most mm. important part of parenting <laughs> to a government institution that we know is often not telling us the truth and are fundamentally trying to usurp our position as the authority in their life? They're not here to help you. <laughs> They're really not. Now, that, that doesn't mean that government is bad. I, I think that government is critical and we need men and women of character and faith in those positions because evil is real. We need to restrain and hold back evil so that the good can flourish. Um, and, and that's why we need to be involved in all these things. But the family is the fundamental building block of a good society. Your public school can't create virtue in your children. It's about more than data and information. Siri has lots of knowledge but she has no wisdom. Moms have wisdom. Dads have wisdom. Your kids need the fear of the Lord. Without that, they're toast in this world. But with it, and a mom and dad who lead by example in a family, man, there is so much hope for your kids. Okay, another break to tell y'all about Good Ranchers. We're eating Good Ranchers every night at my house. I just love the security and the comfort of having a freezer full of high-quality uh, American meat. There's really, I mean, there's there's really a lot of comfort in that. When you know that if things hit the fan, at least you have that. At least you have a freezer full of meat and protein that you can feed your family. Uh, I mean, I'm very thankful for it. I'm very thankful for the gift of Good Ranchers in our lives, and that's why we eat it so much. And plus, it's just really good. Like, we love their ground beef. They're better than organic chicken, all different kinds of cuts of steak. Makes our life so much easier that I never have to go through, I never have to go to the grocery store and try to pick out the meat and worry about inflation and all of that. Um, It's really affordable and high quality American meat. Plus, they've got a Black Friday deal going on right now that if you subscribe to any box of meat, you also get a box of your favorite meat for free for a year. Um, And so steak, salmon, chicken, bacon for a year, you get another box of meat for free when you subscribe right now in the month of November. So go to GoodRanchers.com, use code Allie, you'll get $15 off any box plus a year of your favorite meat for free. GoodRanchers.com, code Allie, GoodRanchers.com, code Allie. Going back to something that you said about me having these conversations, even though I would rather not be talking about this crazy stuff like what's in those books, but I think that's even truer about you. You've had a very successful acting career, and yet here you are talking about these things. Your kids are your kids are grown. You said I think your youngest is is 19, and yet you are dedicating your time and your energy and your wisdom into an issue that affects, you know, kids uh my kids' age. And so why? Why are you traveling the country fighting against things like Scholastic and Drag Queen Story Hour when, you know what, y- you didn't have to do that? Because it's important. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be the, the out of shape couch potatoes sitting around just watching Fox News with my head in my hands, crying in my Chick-fil-A soup <laughs> while the world crumbles waiting for the rapture. That's just not going to be me. I don't want to rust out mm. in these years that I have on this earth. I want to burn out. Mm. I want to I want to go go out as a ball of fire. <laughs> yeah. And um, and and I just recognize more and more that that our hope is, is not in who governs us or the laws that we make as a nation. Our hope is in the power of God working in the hearts of moms, moms and dads and grandparents. And that, that's, that's what I want to do. Uh, there's a quote that I, I love. Um, th- there's a couple that I've committed to memory. One is uh, from uh, Middle Earth. May I quote Gandalf the Grey from Lord it. of the Rings? <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> he says this, <clears throat> after great evil has come upon them, He said, other evils there are that shall come. For even Sauron himself is 
a servant, or an emissary. Yet it is not our task to master all the tides of the world, but to do what is in us. For the help of those years wherein we have been set, uprooting the evil in the fields we know, so that those who live after us will have clean earth to till. And what weather they shall have is not ours to rule. That puts into perspective and frames for me my task. I can't stop the World Economic Forum from doing what they're doing. I can't stop big food, big pharma, big books like Scholastic. I can't. I'm a guy. I'm I'm one man. But I can do everything in my power while I have breath on this earth for the help of this generation and uproot some evil in the field I know Mm. through the media. And I can plant some seeds of goodness and truth and beauty. That's what we're doing right now. That's what you're doing every single day on this podcast. So that those who live after us, that's our kids and grandkids, will have cleaner earth to till and build Mm. on. They can build worlds that may only be possible because of us pulling up some rocks of of, of garbage and, and evil And they'll be prepared for the weather that God sends their way politically, economically, morally, and spiritually. Why? Because they grew up with moms like you and dads like your husband. And they're reading good books. And they're benefiting from the faithfulness of people who didn't sit on the couch and rust out. But kicked it into gear and said, let's do everything we can. Mm, that's so good. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to have to print out that quote. It's a good, it it's a good quote. It's a great quote. It reminds Whenever me. Whenever you see a guy with a long gray beard and a wizard hat. And listen. <laughs> and that happens a lot. I run into those wizards a lot. Um, <laughs> it reminds me, though, of Jeremiah 29. And a lot of people know Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. But really, the whole chapter, I think, is encouraging. Talking to Israel, who was in exile in Babylon at the time. And while they're in exile, God is telling them, seek the welfare of the city that I have placed you in. Have have children, build things, yeah. do good, seek the good of your neighbor. Well, we, in Christ- we who are Christians are in exile in this life while we are here on earth, and we are to seek the welfare of the city that we are placed in. We can't control everything, is exactly what you said. I loved that. Can't control everything that happens in the world. And something about social media and the 24-minute news cycle that we're in makes us feel like we have to. So there's some burnout, there's some overwhelm because we are constantly bombarded with every horrific thing that's happening in the world all at once. And the only person, the only one that has the capacity to handle all that is God, the omnipotent one, the omniscient one. He is the only one that can handle knowing everything that's happening and caring about everything that's happening at once. We can't. And so I think remembering our finiteness, remembering that we have a limited capacity that we were placed on this tiny speck of eternity for a purpose, for a reason, that our birthday was not arbitrary. um, Come on. And that we can only do the next right thing in any given moment and maximize and beautify the tiny space that we've been placed in. Mm. Like that is really encouraging. And then that the victory is God's. It's already been won. We know that the victory is, is, is Christ. So there's a lot of confidence that comes from that reality. Yeah, we're having church, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Pass we are. The we're offering trying to plate. encourage one another. I'm ready to get out my, <laughs> my. Yes, yes. Isn't isn't that so good, boy? That just, that's like that's like uh, that kind of hope, that kind of optimism about the future, because of the faithfulness and goodness of God, is 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 air in our lungs. We we need it in order to breathe. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 so glad that you said that. Okay, as you guys know, we have the best sponsors in the world on this show. More and more, uh, my sponsors are exclusively Christian conservative companies, and I just love promoting them because I know you guys are always looking for companies that align with your values, and you want to stop giving your dollars to companies that are actively working against you. Public Square makes that really easy. Public Square is an app that you download on your phone. You can go to publicsq.com or search for it in the App Store, Public SQ, and 
and you will see a list of businesses, local businesses, online businesses that you can support. So if you're trying to stop going to the liberal coffee shop or shop um, for clothes at the liberal clothing store and you want to support conservative Christian business owners and these things, then just go to publicsq.com, download the app, you'll see alternatives. You can also list your business for free. So just enter your email and your location and then all those local businesses will show up and you can give your dollars to companies that are supporting the things that you believe in. So go to publicsq.com or download the app today, publicsq.com, publicsq.com. I meet a lot of people, especially in the conservative space, you know, you know, th- there's all the progressives who think that we're just progressing wonderfully as a culture yeah. right now, moving down these 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 paths, which are really not progressing us. They're actually very regressive back to pagan ways before totally. the world was uh, blessed with something called Western civilization <laughs> and the Bible. Yes. Uh, but I know I'm preaching to the choir here with with with, with this. Oh, that's good. Uh, but. Many of the many of the conservatives say, "Oh man, it's it's getting so bad. This is just the worst thing ever. I can't believe how how do we get here?" And I'm thinking, oh, "Hold on, take a take a pause and step back and say, okay, look, let's just look through the wide angle lens of history for a second. If you were a Christian conservative person in the Roman Empire, it was a thousand times worse. They're not feeding us to lions yet, or burning us on a stake." to illuminate gladiatorial games. This is not being exiled in Babylon. This, this is not that. It gets far, far worse than that. Um, so what I say is that, and then you have a tiny band of people 2000 years ago who believed in somebody who was a crucified criminal and they end up preaching a message that overthrows the most powerful empire in the world, the Roman empire. And that ends up spreading a message that leads to unbelievable opportunities and liberties educationally, economically, spiritually, morally, the Bible, Western civilization, all of this out of what appeared to be no hope at all. And we've had great awakenings and great revivals throughout the world and even here in America. So what I say is that the only reason this stuff looks so bad, this pornography, obscenity, uh, children being uh, aborted and all that, is because we have, we, we're not as pagan as we used to be. We're much more heavenized, civilized, Christianized, westernized because of the scriptures that we consider things like what Scholastic is doing to be obs- offensive and obscene. But go back to the Roman Empire. This is like, this is normalcy. This is this is the way everything was. And how blessed are we to be here right now? And what we're experiencing is the result of our apathy, complacency, unfaithfulness, uh, turning away from God. But I see it not as the perfect storm that's going to destroy us. I see this as a little tiny turbulent white cap on the edge of a giant tidal wave tsunami of the victory of God and his faithfulness that has been washing over the land for 2,000 years. And it's unstoppable because he doesn't lose. He wins and the kingdom is growing. And we went from a tiny little band of, of scared people 2,000 years ago to Three billion people on the earth who named the name of Christ. And we have more opportunity, resources, and manpower than ever before. Could it be that we've simply lost our way and our vision and we have, we just need to get back to first principles and say, oh God, open the heavens, revive my heart, bring me back to what really matters and show me how to do my part where you've placed me. Yes, and amen. That's so good. I was thinking as you were talking about the Christians who were burned at the stake, the Christians who were fed fed to lions, God used that for the very thing that you're talking about. God uses the persecution and the difficulties and the trials and the martyrdom of Christians to glorify himself and to advance his kingdom. So I think when we see persecution of Christians, which it's not the same as it was 2,000 years ago, but Christians certainly face adversity here today. I think we see that as losing. We see that uh, as us 
losing our influence and Christianity dying out. But when has that ever been the case? Mm. When Christians were burned at the stake, it wasn't that Christianity then died out. It was actually that people saw the faithfulness of the martyrs and were spurred on to then share the gospel. And when you were speaking, I thought of this quote by Hugh Latimer, I believe it was, and he was a Mm. He was a martyr. Um, I believe it was in the 16th century. And I always think of this quote as he was being burned at the stake uh, with another person who was uh, who was also a Christian. He said, be of good cheer, Master Ridley, and play the man. We shall this day light such a candle in England as I hope by God's grace shall never be put out. So even as he is being burned at the stake, he play realizes, yes, that the flames of his martyrdom, that God is going to fan those flames with the power of his Holy Spirit to then spread the gospel. Same was true of many of the reformers during the uh, Protestant Reformation, that God used their adversity and their persecution to spread the gospel, and he'll still do that today. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, 100%. This is our faith. This is this is what we know to be true. Um, here's a really encouraging truth. Uh, in history... Great awakenings and revivals have always come during times of moral decline, spiritual apathy, economic collapse, and political corruption. I think we're due for another one. Yeah. And they seem to happen about every 50 years. Um, We live in a really exciting time right now. Um, I think that we could be on the cusp of a turning point. What if, Allie, what, what if instead of having weak knees and lamenting this world that our children have to inherit, assuming that Jesus must be returning by Tuesday because things are so bad, <laughs> what if this national setback is really a divine setup for a spiritual comeback Mm. led by the family of faith. Mm. What if if this is like it has been in the past where a a couple faithful people start a prayer meeting that catches fire on a college campus and spreads to become a revival that starts the entire missionary movement and the gospel now gets spread to more places in the world and not only that do you know that in africa and in asia in south korea they're sending missionaries now back to the united states because they recognize that we're in trouble we've strayed so now you have the daughter coming back to save the mother Mm -hmm. this is a beautiful thing Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're right. That's so like the Lord. If you, I mean, if you look at really any story throughout scripture, that it seems like God purposely stacks the odds against himself before he comes through. He doesn't have to, for example, tell Israel and Joshua to round the city seven times before they blow yeah, the could trumpet have done it in and six, the walls right? fall down. I mean, he didn't have to take uh, Israel through the Red Sea. He didn't have to lead them through the wilderness for, you know, 40 years. But it seems like he purposely stacks the odds against himself so that when he shows up and does what he has always been providentially planning to do, mm. that can, people can look to that and say, that can only be God. That's right. Only be God. It's not because we're so good. It's not because we built this wonderful tower that actually reached the heavens. It was only the Lord. He is the only one that could have done this. And so maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he is stacking the odds against himself so he can come through the way that he always has. And giving us a Red Sea moment, Hmm. backed up against the, the wall, armies in front of us, no way out so he can part the sea again. And it's so good. I'm so glad God does that uh, because you're right. Um, Mary, Mary didn't have to, to be a, a, a virgin and conceive the Messiah, uh, humanly speaking, right? Like, but that's the way God chose to right, do it, right. which so forces us to say, God is in this. This is a miracle. This yeah. can't happen apart from right. him doing it this way. And I think that's so important because our tendency and and I know this is my tendency is to is to think 
man, I got this. I can do this. I'm smart enough. I'm talented enough. I've got enough connections. I can make this happen. And Mm. pride is the very thing that cuts us off from knowing God, enjoying God, valuing God, and living the life that he created us to live. And so he creates scenarios that, um, like you say, you, 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 you phrased it, he stacks the odds against himself. Um, and what I think, what I see him doing is he actually lets our prideful preferences play themselves out against ourselves. Mm. He lets our desires, uh, like Romans 1, uh, you know, we become uh, so consumed and intoxicated with our own wisdom that we make stupid decisions and he just hands us over to them and says, okay, if you want that, go ahead, take that. Then your heart becomes darkened, your mind, you become a fool, you exchange the truth for the lie, and then he lets you go down that road. And then all the odds are stacked against us, they're stacked against him, everything looks like it's not gonna work. And boom, that's where he shows up in mercy and kindness and says, okay, now let me show you the way. Last sponsor for the day is Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, the only one. And they have absolutely awesome nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding left-wing value. So when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you support things like free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, plus their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching really easy. You can get free activation when you use the offer code Allie. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Allie, use code Allie, or call 972-PATRIOT, patriotmobile.com slash Allie, patriotmobile.com slash Allie. I love what you said about making good soil for our children. And as a mom of a four, two and zero year old, it's really easy for (laughs) me to be anxious. Like as much as I talk about the importance of courage and remembering Christ's victory, yes, I try to remind myself of that. But in the day to day, when I see some of the stories that I do, I see some of these books, I see just the predatory nature of these institutions coming after the minds and the bodies and the souls of our children. I mean, it scares me. Yeah, it, it really scares me and it makes me anxious. But I try to remember, I try to remember that really like I have a choice. I can either try to create children who will hide from dragons or create children or raise children that will slay dragons. And if I want to raise children that will children that will slay dragons, then I have to show them what it means to do that. And I have to be courageous. I can't just protect them from everything. Of course, I want it to be us, my husband and I, who are teaching them about these things and not public education. But like we have to show our kids how to fight battles, not just protect them from all the scary stuff. And I'm still learning how to do that and knowing exactly what that looks like. But I want my kids to go out there and slay dragons too. And I think Christians have done that throughout history. Ali, I have a question for you. I've got um, six kids. Um, and uh, one, one of my children says, Dad, I get concerned about you sometimes because you're so focused on what's happening in Washington D.C. or what's happening, you know, in Europe or in the Middle East, and you're 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 talking about the Constitution, you're talking <laughs> about the Bible, and you got you've got these big, you know, macro, you know, things going on inside of your head. Um, are you taking time to like savor the sunshine and just be present with your kids and with mom? Right. And I go, oh, I know you're right. You're right. Because I mean, that, that's why I'm fighting because I want to protect this. But then sometimes I lose sight of the micro, the, the right here, the right now. How do you do that as a mom? Because you are a, a warrior. You're, you're one of the ones who are out there doing this. We, but I know what your heart is really like. You, 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 you struggle, I think, between wanting to save the world and savor the world. Mm-hmm. And that can make, planning the day very difficult. Yeah. How do you balance those things? How do you frame those two different things? Yeah. I think the answer that I give when people ask me, how are you not just like depressed and anxious all the time because of the things that we talk about, the things that we have to look at to talk about the things that we talk about. And it can be very tempting to kind of just wade in the sadness and hopelessness as we as we discussed. And I think it is my family and just the very uh, 
normalness, if I can say that, of our life, of our church life, of our friends, of our day-to-day that keeps me sane. Now, obviously, I don't do that perfectly. It's really easy to kind of doom scroll and to get sucked into whatever story that you're reading about and completely ignore what's happening around you. So I have to try really hard with the help of my husband, with the help of my parents, as we talked about, they live close by, to savor just the normal, the everyday. As you know, with six kids, you were talking about how your kids are grown. It goes by so fast, just like that. And I I don't want to look back in 10 years and say, wow, I didn't savor those moments enough because I was so worried about things outside of my control. At the same time, I do have to care about those things because those things affect people. I do have to care somewhat about, you know, or I have to care about what's going on in some places in the world like Israel and things like that. But I think it's doing exactly what you said, focusing on doing the next right thing with what God has given you. Mm. I'm not going to save the world. You're not going to save the world. That's not our job. Therefore, I don't have to know everything that's going on in the world at once. And it helps that my skill set is very, very limited. My talent is very limited. So really the only thing I can do is talk. So (laughs) I, I really, that's the only skill, the only talent that I have. So thankfully I can just do that in the morning and the podcast, (laughs) and then I can just go home and do all of the other things that I am called to do. Um, so I think it's that, but I hope it doesn't sound like I think that I do that perfectly. There are seasons that I, that we do that better than others. Yeah. I, 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 I've never heard anyone accuse you of, of being arrogant or uh, overstating your talents. Uh, if anything, you're understating all of it, and we all, we all know it. Um, I, th- I think you're right. Uh, another metaphor that the, the Bible even gives us, um, Paul talks about we're all members of one body. And uh, some of us think like, oh, wish, I wish I could talk like Ali Bestucky, or I wish I could, um, you know, um, play football like Tim Tebow, or mm-hmm. I wish I could make movies like whatever. Uh, but you know what, you know, it's like, well, wait a minute, what if the hand said, uh, you know, uh, I wish I could be the foot or what are the foots like? I wish I could be the ear. No, no, no. We need all the different parts and the mind is what controls them all and coordinates them. I have, if you asked me, or let me ask you, whoever's listening to this, do you know how to convert your carbohydrates into glucose? Do you know how to make sure that when you have a baby, that the spleen is working properly and that oxygen is properly getting into the blood through the lungs, you don't have a clue. But there is a God who designed all of these things and you have a mind that's able to make all the different members of your body work together miraculously. Um, I think that same God can take someone who has the gift of speaking, someone who has the gift of tackling people, and Mm -hmm. someone who has a gift of making movies and having us all work together as his body to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. And I think that is the, among other things, the amplification and reproduction of truth and goodness and beauty. I think we are his conduits from heaven to earth and he knows what he's doing. It's just, we have to submit to the mind. You know, the, 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 the pancreas can't go, I got this. No, 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 no. You just, just do what the mind's telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And God in his word has given us really straightforward and clear instructions on yeah. love God with all of your heart. Love, your, love others as yourself. Start with your family. D- double down on loving your enemies and those who hate you. And God works through those things in miraculous ways. Yeah. I think it's especially difficult for creative people, for entrepreneurial people, people with an entrepreneurial spirit. And there are different kinds of leaders, but one kind of leader is like a visionary leader who likes to cast the vision and everyone execute it. I don't know exactly, um, you know, what you are and all the different aspects of your character. I know that you're- Get out the Enneagram, figure all these things out. (laughs) I know that you're creative (laughs) and I know that you're entrepreneurial. I think it's even more difficult for people like that, which I fall into that category too, to stop sometimes and to take a step back um, and to make sure that we're not just going, going, going. I know a lot of people can relate to that too. You have just created something else. You have not stopped creating. You just created a new book 
right? Yeah, yeah. This Tell is, me about it. So um, I, I, I connected with this great company called Brave Books. Yes. And I just sort of um, was really impressed with what they do. Um, they create these books about important issues with beautiful pictures and stories for kids uh, with pro-God, pro-America values. And they've got all these different authors. Uh, so I'm one of their authors. And this is a book... It's actually the third one that I've done with them. It's called The Fox, The Fair, and The Invention Scare. Mm, and it's cute. all about loving your enemies. Aww. So, um, Allie, the, the first one I did was called As You Grow. And it was all about yes. uh, growing the fruit of the spirit. We talked about that one. And then the second one was called uh, Pride Comes Before the Fall about humility. And we released that on June 1st, Pride Month, uh, in the Seattle, Washington uh, public library that that, that was a, that was perfect, <laughs> and then this one is about loving your enemies. So, I'm I'm hoping to do to do just what you said. Um, I want to take the opportunities God's given me with with whatever abilities that He's given me to make a difference. And uh, what I'm hoping is that this will just be like a spark that lights a fire in the hearts of other people who can then spread spread that like a grass fire in their communities, 0% contained, moving all across the nation, through the family, through the church, through civil government, and we get to see something beautiful happen in our lifetime. Well, Craig, I'm very grateful for you. And I know that you give all the credit to the Lord and as you should, as we all should. But I mean, I know marriages that are still being helped from fireproof. I mean, you have done so much by the grace of God through the power of the Lord in creating things that help Christians be courageous and obedient. So thank you for that. I, I really appreciate all of the effort that you've put in and how much of your time and energy you've dedicated to the church. So thank you so much. Thank you for the kind words and the encouragement. Thank you for encouraging uh, all of us with all the good work that you're doing, uh, you know, as, as, as a mom and uh, with this podcast. And uh, again, I, I think we just need to stay blown away that God is kind enough to use people like us to do good things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes and amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, guys, I told you that you are going to love that conversation. If you want more encouragement, then you need to go out and see The Blind. So The Blind is the true story of the Robertson family. If you don't already know the testimony of Phil Robertson, it's so amazing how he went from what he was and living the life that he was living to who he is today, a man who shares the gospel daily and unapologetically, who loves scripture and shares that love of scripture with so many people on a daily basis. You've got to go watch The Blind. You will just be so encouraged. You can buy it today by going to blazetv.com slash the blind. You can buy it for $19.99. Really good deal. blazetv.com slash the blind. blazetv.com slash the blind. Okay, that's all we've got for today. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching and we will be back here tomorrow.